0: Checkmate 1-6, landing suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Cap'n J-Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap'n J-Hood morning show on ESPN 1000 and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot... Or no shot. And it's proudly brought to you
1: by ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois. New users get $100 in bonus bets with any sports book. That's J.W. Norling. Good morning,
2: boys, on a Friday. And it is the first time
0: since August
2: that I cannot say football Friday.
0: Morning. You're in morning right now. Yeah. it's This
2: is like a funeral.
0: One day closer to the warm weather, buddy. It's like I'll a take week. it. Uh-oh. There it is. Ah, the candles. Could you say a prayer there, uh, Father, for us football fans? <laughs> for me. yeah. Could you do that? I don't know how I'm going to make it. Look, I love football,
1: but it's one day closer to me Hold being out in warm weather.
0: You're supposed to... Hey, That's a terrible prayer. You're, <laughs> you're an ordained minister. All Let's right. go.
1: Heavenly Father, yep. I gather all of us here together today... To pray that the light that will be absent from our lives, known as football, shines brightly as quickly as possible. Please bless Brother Norling as he goes through a very tough time in his life without
0: taking his clothes off
1: and rolling around on the gridiron. It's a sexual experience for him, Father. Please allow him to achieve maximum pleasure by bringing football back into our lives as fast as you can on the NFL and college level. He
0: is worthy.
1: And Heavenly Father, you can keep that XFL, USFL nonsense to yourself. (laughs) Excuse me? That's not real football. It's just the UFL now. Ah. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing Brother Norling. Amen. Amen, baby. Amen.
0: Amen. Oh, great job, minister. Take that. Take that, Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take that, Father. Wow. Here's a. Uh, here, here you go. Very good. Here's here's
1: $20. Thank you. There you go. Appreciate that.
0: If we lay down the altar. Uh if you have that uh Johnny Put some on the altar there for uh put it on the plate. Yeah, right there. There Thank you go. Twenty dollars for a great, a great prayer.
1: Thank yeah, you. Was, we need a, some more wine in the rectory. <laughs> I got a tear in my eye. That was beautiful. <laughs> God,
0: That's great, Cap.
1: God, oh, you're so good take at
0: this. That. Hey, can I ask you a
1: quick question? Here's Shane Norman. Say with something? shot
2: or no shot? Because Why? if it doesn't, no.
1: Why would someone be retweeting that the Cubs are gonna sign Dansby Swanson from a year ago?
0: Because it's slow news day. Wow. Hey,
1: at the Catman's reporting that the Cubs are signing Dansby Swanson, December 17, 2022. All right, let's
2: okay. get started with shot or no shot. Some NBA rumors, big NBA rumors. Yeah, The L.A. Lakers season, despite a win last night, has been a wild disappointment and downward spiral in the last month. Yesterday, a KTLA anchor and reporter said that LeBron James could be traded at the deadline, said... Uh, GM Palenka, just looking for the right partner to dance dance with. We know the Bulls and the Lakers have been connected virtually all season. DeRozan, Caruso, others, Drummond, all rumored to go to L.A. at some point or another. Could LeBron be coming back? Shot or no shot? Once again, the Bulls should trade for LeBron James.
0: <laughs> that's a no shot. He's 39. Cap is like George Gervin at the end with the Bulls. That's what it'd be an attraction. Hey, like- we're getting Bronny. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, don't want him either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't want him either. Ugh. Yeah, no. The Bulls are not trading him or trading for him, and he's not getting moved by the Lakers. Now, he's built his Mike? whole life out
0: there. Um That's a no shot, Cap. Now, LeBron, a healthy LeBron on this Bulls team, gets you in the playoffs. But then what? Well, what are we giving up to get him? Dignity. Huh? <laughs> Dignity and pride. Yes. Just a one off. I mean, you already got the United Center filled. You don't need an attraction. Like, I think LeBron to the White Sox would be a better deal.
2: Ah, then he can really be like Mike. Go play in Birmingham.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I wanted to be Mike. It would be our Manny Ramirez or our, our Kevin Uclus coming like, over. Like if they said, we'll take
1: Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball's money. Okay, okay have at it. Okay. They're not doing that. So
0: I see this report that you're talking about, uh, Shea. Dave Pingalore uh, Ping is his name. The KCLA sure wasn't
1: a cowherd thing?
0: No. Nah, like, well, it kind of feels like that because... I kind of know some of these reporters and some of that name is not a strong name for me. Now, it's just it's not a woe. Dave Pingaling. Pingalore. Pingalore. Sorry. Dave (laughs) (laughs) Pingaling. Dave's Dingaling reporting. That's that's what it it sounds like. That's where that report came from. Pingalore.
1: Yeah. Who the hell is Dave Pingalore? I've been me? in this business a long time. Yeah. I know most everyone. But they, they did it. There was somebody that screenshotted like
2: he got LeBron returning to Cleveland right. He got uh, mm. Kawhi to the Clippers right. He got a bunch of stuff.
0: He's got TV here, I'll tell you that. I don't know, Cap. I will say, uh, well, for the Bulls' uh, point of view, that's a no shot. It's a no shot. So maybe, Shay, the Lakers feel like there's a ceiling in their success. They feel like we're good. But we know we can't keep up with even, say, a young Oklahoma City team, for instance. Minnesota. Some of the younger teams that really played well. The Clippers. Could you imagine? Sacramento. Sacramento. T-shirt I'm wearing today. They're a good team. Maybe they feel like they can't get over the hump. And I think that is true with this roster. This is all supposed to be Anthony Davis. Chicago's own Anthony Davis's team. That's what LeBron said. Oh, it's AD's team. Yep. Yeah, that dog don't hunt. They just don't have enough talent. They don't. Maybe David Pingaling will be right. It's not Pingaling. <laughs> Pingalore.
1: Pingalore. For God's sake. He coached at St. Joe's. Not Pingator. <laughs> David <Damn>. Pingaling. <laughs> so no. that's what Mindy calls dude, you when you get excited. Dude, this guy, <laughs> Pingalore, he wa- He coached Isaiah in high school. Do you want me to throw you out of here? <laughs> Here's Shay, Dorley. Shea. Uh, all, right. all right, I'm following him on social. Talk, Do not run, not.
0: don't follow ding That He doesn't <laughs> know.
1: I'm, Hearing from NBA peeps at King James, top of Lakers list to trade 39-year-old Palinka looking for right team to dance and is close to a suitor.
0: Now, here's the thing. LBJ and AD both out tonight. I'll go this far. They'd like to. They'd like to, I'm sure, because they look at this team cap. You see where the Lakers are? Keep going down. Scroll down where, where the Lakers are
2: got to scroll a while.
0: Scroll, scroll down to it. They're, they're ninth in they're, the West. So they're where we are. They're the Bulls. Yep. This but, is with Anthony Davis, by the way. But see, the difference is
1: Palenka is really aggressive, really good. Really good. Last year, remade it on the fly at the deadline. Picked up Rui Hachimura and a few other guys. Dude, Austin Reeves is a player now.
0: No, I like the, what they did uh, last year. Because they said, LeBron, I'll be the GM. That's what Rob said. I'll be the GM, not you. And so he brought in some really nice players. But that dog don't hunt, man. And you can't keep firing coaches in Los Angeles. You can't keep doing it. Agreed. This is not Darvin Ham's problem. This is a, a roster problem. Shay. All right. Well, we talked about a lot about the Cowherd uh, rumoring
2: that Caleb Williams doesn't want to be in Chicago. Uh, Sylvie texted me, Colin Coward's coming on with them today to explain what he knows at 3 p.m. So okay. very excited to hear that. But we do have a quote from one of Caleb's teammates. He issued a warning to the Chicago Bears about drafting uh, Caleb Williams. Jerry Rice's kid, Brendan Rice, told Jason Leisure, quote, if you can go ahead and risk not picking him, have fun losing your job, man. mm." That's the quote from Brendan Rice about drafting Caleb Williams. A warning to the Bears. Do it or you will get fired. We've heard a lot about how Caleb's not a good teammate. Teammates didn't like him. Shot or no shot. You can take that narrative and stick it
0: where the sun don't shine. Uh, That is a shot. That is absolutely a shot. Absolutely. You can can say that I want Justin Fields without trying to take a, a dump on Caleb Williams. There's a way to do that hey, I like Justin Fields. I think that the Bears are fine as is if you just add. That's the analysis. Versus, I don't like Caleb Williams because I heard he wants a part of the team or I, I heard that his dad's difficult to deal with. We don't want another Lavar Le- Ball situation. Blah, 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 blah. If you just like Justin Fields, just say it. You don't have to, to cover it up by taking a crap on Caleb Williams, a quarterback that most have not seen and don't know. And by the way, has LeVar Ball been a problem at all
1: since Lonzo got here? Zero. Zip-O. Yep. It, that stuff all fades into the back. He's not going to be in Hallis Hall. He's not going to have an office next to Ryan Poles. I'm talking about Caleb's dad, yep. not LeVar. Uh, that's
0: just, when you get to the big leagues, it's the big leagues for a reason. Same thing with La- LaMelo on Charlotte. Zero. Nothing, nothing to say to Charlotte. Nothing. nothing. So just, uh, because that was the... the hue and cry when uh ball got here oh my god we're gonna have his dad around like it like it matters to you as a fan so what like time
1: it, is uh, sylvie having the, and waddle having him on three p.m uh, I, i'll be locked in man
0: you people in chicago jay you guys just you don't understand caleb williams doesn't want to be in your city yeah the herd that's what he's gonna say you guys are uh, you just out in the know and, it's Sylvia, like, is, and Sylvia is going to grill the the crap out of
2: him. I'm very excited. It's like corporate America. If you're <laughs> running a business, would you hire the manager who you think might not really want to work for your company, but he's great, or the slightly worse manager, but he really wants to be there?
0: What is you it? Go you with say, the
2: guy that wants to be there. Yeah. That's what Caleb Williams
0: is. <laughs> it's <laughs> third.
2: <laughs> That's right. Jason, what do you got?
0: I've lived in all four corners of the country. I lived in Tampa. I've worked in Vegas. I've worked in uh, cold and gray Bristol, Connecticut, and I'm from uh, rural uh, Washington. I've been in all four corners of the country. There's nothing like Los Angeles. Here's Jason with the news. (laughs) Here's (laughs) Shay (laughs) Norley.
2: Billionaire Peter Thiel is funding a new sporting venture, the Enhanced Games. I love this. The idea is to rival the Olympics with an event that will allow athletes to use performance-enhancing drugs. Shot or no shot, sports are better with PEDs. That's a shot.
0: Oh, boy. You know why? Because the sports that we watch every day, there are players that are taking PEDs. It's not clean. Not, Not across the board. Some will t- you give an athlete an inch they'll take a mile, not all of them, but there's some that're riding dirty look th-
1: those would be those will be on what the c w because no reputable <laughs> network is carrying those c w yeah that'll be on uh when these the, the uh, tainted games are over. We will have another edition of Charmed with Alyssa Milano, who would like you to donate to her kids' fun to be able to go play Little League. Just Whatever. wait
2: till the enhanced games are on Amazon Prime and triple the Olympics ratings. See, but I can watch. I could watch the hundred meter dash with people doing it clean, or I can watch discus with guys juiced out of their ass. I think I'm watching that.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Cap, you can't say for someone who thinks that you should do it the right way and be clean and all that, you can't say you wouldn't be interested. Because you'd see world records broken. Can I gamble on it? Of course you could. They're cheerleaders. Of
1: course. All right, I'm in. Of course you'd love it. No, I'm. I like. I guess it's just a fallacy that they're doing it clean.
0: Yeah. How come you don't hear about PEDs in the NFL, or the, or in particular the NBA? You never hear it. Never. But every now and then you go through the transactions. So and so got suspended for PEDs in in Major League Baseball in 2024. You're an idiot. Right. How does that happen? But you never hear that in the other sports, do you?
2: The NFL's weird because they'll get the PED suspension. Like, I remember Edelman got one. There was a corner in Seattle that got one. And then they come out, and it's like they were on Adderall.
0: I'm like, what are we doing here? Well, right. Yeah. Right. But, you, but Cap, we know that, I'm not saying across the board, but there's certain athletes that will take that opportunity to be able to cheat a little bit because of injury. They want to make sure that they're healthy. Stronger, faster than the opposition. It doesn't make it right, but it's a fact of life. Some of your favorite athletes that you love probably do a little something extra. Okay. When you were a kid, it was the same situation where your favorite Cubs on greenies. And I don't mean 10 to 12. Were they not? Correct. You might have seen it. I was in the clubhouse at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Honest to God.
1: This is back in the Mark Grace days. Yep, It is 40 below outside, we're playing. I'm shivering in there. And I'm in a suit. I have one of those awful-looking tan, like, raincoats. Yeah. It's sleety. they're going to try and get the game in, and I'm in there. My teeth are chattering. Grace comes over. He's like, kid, go grab a cup of coffee out of there. You're freezing to death. I'm like, we're not allowed in the lunchroom. He said, you have my permission. Go in there. Get coffee. Don't use the pot on the right. It's all beamed up. I go, what does that mean? That's the one that keeps us up. You don't want that. Your heart's going to jump out of your chest. So I grab the other one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's back in the day. See? Hey, Cappy, good to see you, pal.
2: Get over here. I need an injection. Stick <laughs> Sh- it right here.
0: Shoot me <laughs> in the ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the argument I've always made about the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You can never sell me that every single player in the Hall of Fame is clean. I will never believe it. So let them all in. Who cares?
0: Mm-hmm. See? Do you have one more, sir?
2: Or are uh, we yeah, fresh Be- out?
0: Bill Belichick's coaching
2: legacy. Ah, Taken a bit of a hit lately. Uh, We had some news this week. Tom Brady Sr. got in the news, called out Belichick's, quote, horrible interpersonal skills. And Ravens corner Marlon Humphrey got on Twitter, trolled Belichick, said, You mean to tell me the greatest coach of all time couldn't find a job amid eight coaching openings? Think we can settle that debate? Meanwhile... Andy Reid is in his fourth Super Bowl in five seasons with a chance to win his third. Shot or no shot, Andy Reid is greater than Bill Belichick.
1: (sighs) That's a shot.
0: Uh, I don't know about that. That's
1: a shot. Please. This thing, Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Take Brady away from him, the guy significantly under five hundred. Good coach? Absolutely. Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Best coach of all
0: time? My ass. In the same breath, though, and we'll never probably see this, take Mahomes away from Reed. Now, he did win with Dominic McNabb. I get that. But you didn't win a championship with Dominic McNabb in T.O. Correct? In Philadelphia. He did not. Okay. He got to the Super Bowl. So, so we, we thought Andy Reed was just a bridesmaid for a long time until he, he walked into Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Same situation. A coach is there to be able to take care of the culture cap, the mm-hmm. culture. And then if he has some ideas offensively and defensively, he can install his system. Ultimately, it's on the players to be able to make a coach great and vice versa. But you, you can't turn a blind eye to Bill Belichick and that success. I didn't
1: say he's a bad coach. I just would take Andy Reid over him.
0: Well, I would take Andy Reid now, too, because the other guys employed are about to do a podcast with Nick Saban. Correct. Mm. Uh, Explain it again with well, those nuggies. Yeah. You get out of here with your nuggies, Reed. Uh, can I interrupt because it's important? Well, I don't, we, we, I mean, why I'll be the judge of that. It okay. better be important. We have a Jay. More. around the NFL. This is Breaking okay. News wow. on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. We turn now to intrepid reporter David Kaplan with Breaking News here on and J. Hood. David. Well, former Cubs president
1: Theo Epstein is back at baseball. He has bought Part of the Fenway Sports Group and will be running the Boston Red Sox in some way, shape, or form. He's leaving his role with Major League Baseball and will be part owner, the entity that owns the Red Sox, among other sports ventures, and is going back to
0: Boston. Wow. That is big. Wow. Okay. So let's unpack that for a second. So I always thought there was two ways for Theo to get back in baseball either to be an owner of a franchise like Nashville or Vancouver, whatever the next team is going to be, for him to be able to mold and shape a brand new franchise, I thought that, or be in line to be the next commissioner of baseball and stay in that front office. It's going to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. So this is along with the new... Wait a minute. Red Sox have a new ownership group because... Is that what happened? No, they still they they
1: have what's called Fenway Sports Group. They own RFK Racing, Boston Common Golf, recently acquired a stake in the PGA Tour, they own the Pittsburgh Penguins and Liverpool FC. He will work on sports initiatives across the holdings. He will leave MLB and he will be more of an advisor and sounding board to their new president Craig Breslow, who Epstein had hired with the Cubs. And then they stole him back to run Boston this past offseason. So Theo's going to be very involved with the Red Sox.
0: Clearly more money, but how much power as far as the organization, hiring, firing of a manager, roster, what does that, what does that do for Theo? Because that's where he, where he loves it. Right, That's his bones, right? To be able to mold and shape a franchise, roster-wise, manager, culture. Is, that didn't sound like that job. It sounds like a, a bunch of different jobs under the same Correct. Fenway group. He
1: has a baseball operations boss, Craig Breslow, yeah. that he hired yeah. in Chicago. They just hired him. Yeah. Theo's above him at the ownership level.
2: Okay. So John Henry wants to focus on Liverpool and is handing off baseball duties to Theo.
1: No, Theo's going to run all of it. He's He is going to run and do things for all of... Liverpool. What's John Henry The do? Penguins. Count his money. He's got to be, what, 80 years old? 78? Hi. Maybe Mike Thomas will. The Pittsburgh Penguins, <laughs> RFK Racing, TGL, Boston Common Golf. And then he, along with apparently Tom Ricketts and others, all are involved in a PGA Tour fund.
0: So let's go around the NFL. <laughs> Nick Bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He
1: starts to come and then he calls down. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what the are you looking for on these things here?
0: Uh, we'll hear from Courtney Cronin on the Bears in the NFL coming up at 835. But first, around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay?
2: Buddy, I've become a tiers list guy. You can call me Shay Sando. I have a <laughs> I have a tiers list of all of the coaches who made the playoffs for you. Ah, let me get a fresh
0: sheet of paper here and write this down, as I always do with your list. Shays give it give it to uh, coaches. Coaches
2: tiers of all the coaches who made the playoffs this year.
0: All right. I am ready. I have seven tiers for you. Oh boy.
2: We will start at the bottom bottom in the probably getting fired tier, probably getting okay getting fired tier. okay nick sirianni and mike mccarthy
0: sirianni mccarthy uh dead man walking mccarthy that dallas team will not get to the super bowl i'm sure our super bowl will bust again mccarthy will be fired at the end of uh next season sirianni surprise Sur- surprise surprise he's still with the eagles we'll see what happens next year with the team but that's that's almost an overhaul for them as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: I think Sirianni is dead man walking. I do not think Mike McCarthy is. I think surprise, that team surprise. is going to take a step.
0: Thank you, Smokey.
1: What does a step mean?
2: I think they're going to be... They have to make the NFC title game, I think, if they're going to keep him.
1: Uh, they have to certainly win a round in the playoffs for them to keep him. Maybe two.
2: Chris Canty made a good point on Sportsman like this morning uh, that Jerry Jones does not like to pay a head coach to sit on the couch. That's part of why McCarthy's now entering a lame duck year. He did it twice with Jason Garrett. Now he's doing it with McCarthy. Just feels kind of like there's a natural ending at the end of this season.
0: All right, getting fired list, Sirianni and McCarthy. Next. Uh, One tier up is the Todd Bulls list.
2: It is the Todd Bulls tier. It is occupied by Todd Bulls.
0: (laughs) Now, okay, now what does that mean, sir?
2: (laughs) I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. He makes... Some decisions I think are great, like going for two at the end of the game against the Lions. That was the right call. He makes some decisions that I think are baffling, like not using a timeout at the end of the game against the Lions. So it just, I don't really know what to do with him. He's kind of a dud in New York. He goes to Tampa, resurrects the team. But last year, the final year with Brady, there left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths about that team. Now he has success with Baker. What happens going forward when Baker Mayfield's getting paid? And you have to make more difficult roster decisions. We'll see.
0: Todd Bowles, tier. Todd
1: Bowles. Yeah, I didn't agree with the decision to go for two. I don't care what analytics say. I thought it was stupid. But he's a good coach. He way overachieved with a roster that everybody said, oh, bet the under on their wins and losses. That's fair. They're going to be tanking. Mm -hmm. And they made it two rounds into the playoffs. So, yeah, I don't think he's in danger of getting fired.
0: All right, next tier. The up-and-coming tier. Up-and-coming.
2: Kevin Stefanski and D'Amico Ryans. Stefanski flipped a lot of bad will. People thought he might be a guy, a fire candidate. Kind of the analytics maven. Kaplan hates. Goes for it on fourth down a lot. Goes for two rather often. Look, they had four starting quarterbacks this year and went 11-5. and I think he did a brilliant job given the the hand he was dealt. We'll see what happens going forward with uh, Deshaun Watson. But I think he's a rising star. And D'Amico Ryans, same deal. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, rookie play caller and it all worked gangbusters. Yeah, We'll see what happens going forward but he's a rising star to me in this
0: league. That's a great start for Ryans because I thought that that was a team that was going to tank and the Texans I thought they would just kind of slow play with C.J. Stroud and look what happened. They, I mean, one of the great stories of the NFL season. Stefanski from our friends over at ESPN Cleveland I think some were ready to get him out of there. But I think that This is a season that we'll always remember, Shay, as the backup quarterback season where we saw more quarterbacks in odd spots and some flourishing um, this season. Uh, Steelers went through that. Browns went through that as well, where you go through a litany of quarterbacks and still keep it together to be able to have a winning season. So Stefanski, Ryan's up-and-coming tier. Yeah, I would agree with
1: both.
2: Next one? The next one is the get-it-done loser tier.
0: Get-it-done loser comma loser.
2: Yeah, this is the same deal as uh, when I said there are guys I just don't want to hear from anymore until you get it done. Sean McDermott, time time to get it done. Sean McDermott. I I don't need to hear anything from you or about your team. You got to win these games. Get it done. And then we can talk about elevating you into the elite tier. But until then, you're going to be in get it done loser.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to win the Super Bowl, but he's got a really good team. You You don't know if they can do what? I don't know if he's going to win the Super Bowl, but if they can get to the AFC title game, he's not getting fired anytime soon.
0: Don't you have a futures ticket on the Bills winning the Super Bowl again?
1: I do not. You don't? I didn't have it this year. I went back through my losing tickets on my phone yesterday.
0: Did you not have a late ticket on the Bills there to when they were rising?
1: That one's already eliminated. (laughs) I'm talking about for next year. I'm Uh not betting the Bills at this point
0: politician just so smooth with it don't think I didn't listen to what you just said there I'm not betting on the bills at all at this point well if
1: they go out and wow the bills did what they just made two bold moves
0: I reserve the right to change my opinion sucker is born every minute you just don't understand that when you touch the stove hot you might burn your hand again at this point I do not have any of my money on the bill. <laughs> oh, thank. alright thank you very much Alderman Kaplan we move on now to the next tier, wow. with Shay Shea Norland.
2: This is crowded. This is the elite tier. Five coaches that I oh. deem elite that elite. made the playoffs. Uh,
0: so elite. Okay. Mike McDaniel.
2: I know it didn't look good in Kansas City in a wow. negative 30 wind chill, but I think he's phenomenal. He's what not What he's been elite. able to get out of Tua, the play calling. <laughs> they peaked early this season. I think he's fantastic. He's young. He's a, from the Shanahan tree. I love the guy.
1: Matt LaFleur. That's the first one that you've actually embarrassed yourself on. But go on.
2: Yeah, you said that about me saying the Ravens were the number one team in the regular season. Oh! They, uh, oh! Right, and
1: uh, I, you're the guy that came on these airways and literally farted into the mic by saying they're one of the five greatest teams oh. of all time. And I said oh. if they
2: pull it mm. off and win. And they, they what did they do? They, they gagged. Didn't win. Yeah, Todd Munkin and John Harbaugh gagged.
1: No, no, and Lamar, no. And Lamar. No, how about the idiot Zay Flowers? taunting all of it that's on the players put it on the freaking guys that do that stuff you came in here and told me john harbaugh did the worst coaching job in the playoffs his team (laughs) melted down his quarterback was lousy but zay flowers is a jackass gets up at the 10 yard line pointing at the guy pushing him down that's a 15 yard penalty young man oh and then he punches then he fumbles at the goal line that's not on the coach and he punches the bench so he cuts his hand that's three. Take that!
2: Let me finish off the elites here: Mike McDaniel, Matt Lafleur, Uh Sean McVay, Dan Campbell, and Kyle Shanahan. What? Mike McDaniel does not belong on the list with those other guys. Stop! I think he does. I really think he does. I think he's wildly impressive.
0: Okay. Whatever. Is that your analysis? Whatever. I'm not.
1: I think he's okay. I think he's amusing to listen to. But do I think
0: he's wildly impressive? No. Absolutely not. The others? Yeah, pretty good. You know what? I'm, I'm going to put McDaniel in the up-and-coming tier. That's what I'm going to do. That's fine. I'm going to do that because, you know why? Show me again, Shea.
2: As long as he's not in the get-it-done loser tier, we're good.
0: Just show me again. And then what else are the Dolphins going to add? Don't be afraid of the weather. Can you stay healthy? The offense, it, it, when it's right, it is elite. There's no question about that, because we've seen it. Now, what else are you gonna do? Show me a second act if you're McDaniel and the Dolphins. And by the way, Jay Moore, as you well know, McDaniel's the head coach for the uh the Dolphins. The brother. Yeah. Here's Shay Norrell. Alright. That's, how, that's how he got in, right? I mean, you passed the Rudy rule, did you not? Yep. <laughs> he did. Okay. You know the story about his wife? No. We'll talk about that. All
2: right. A two-coach tier. <laughs> On air or off air? <laughs> <laughs> a We're ring away them. from all-time greatness, John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. If either of them can just win another ring, they chisel themselves into the all-time great category. And then the final tier. Wait, wait.
0: John Harbaugh and who? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. All-time great tier,
2: right?
0: Yeah. Okay. That's the ring
2: away from that. Okay. And then the all-time great, the Mount Rushmore tier, whatever you want to call it. It's just Andy
1: Reid. Where's Eberflus? But he didn't make the playoffs. Oh, only playoff. Okay. Damn. I thought we were going to also throw him in there. Okay. Um, Andy Reid. Yeah, that's fair.
0: And it's in a category
1: to himself. Yes. He's the greatest NFL coach of all time. Huh? He is the best NFL coach of
0: all. Andy Reid. Time. Yes. Okay. That's horrible. All right. Coming up next. Horrible. Andy Yes. He's not the greatest coach of all time. He is not. Uh, He's the greatest coach of all time this era. (laughs) At this time. Who's the greatest coach of all time? It's not Andy Reid. It's not Bill Belichick. Coming up next, Courtney Cronin with the latest around the NFL and with the Bears. That's all part of the mix on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Welcome back. Welcome back back to Cap.
3: Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this.
1: Link, link. Courtney Crotty, National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. You have
3: to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears the latest NFL school- was given the flexibility and the freedom to take this thing down to the ground floor, down to the studs, to be able to build it back up.
0: Courtney Cronin with
3: Captain <laughs> J-Hood
0: on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Captain <sighs> J-Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Now time to go to the hotline.
1: That would be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline.
3: Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, about the correct
0: Good morning, Courtney. How are you?
3: I'm great. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing
1: awesome, Courtney. And by the way, the 8 a.m. hour is brought to you by the Village of Bolingbrook. Elevate the future of your business at Bolingbrook, at bbowlingbrook.com. Courtney, i got to ask you. So yesterday, uh, Colin Cowherd is out there with, uh, he doesn't want to go to Chicago, blah, 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 blah. And then... Caleb Williams changes his picture on his Instagram to him as a little kid with a bear on his shirt. Like, how much more of this nonsense do we have to tolerate (laughs) before we have an idea what's going on?
3: The issue I had with Colin Coward, what he said. Like, if that is sourced and if that is factual, if he has someone telling him that, say that. Because otherwise it's just unfounded gossip that you're perpetuating and... Anybody with a microphone can do that. That's the problem that we have gotten ourselves into during the draft cycle. I think Justin Fields dealt with something, not to this degree, but remember coming out of 2021 in that draft class, and there were some questions about his work ethic, which obviously were completely unfounded. And I think some of the analysts who made those comments walked them back eventually. But the problem when you have these Senior Bowl events and Pro Days and the Combine, the, the game of telephone starts to like speed up and it's really frustrating when people can just say whatever they want about a prospect and not put any sort of reporting or sourcing behind it, which is why I encourage people if they haven't listened to the Chicago bears podcast, uh, that Pat is the designer. And I did with Antonio Morales who Mm -hmm. covered Caleb for two years. Mm -hmm. Like he's on the record with everything he said, the word that he used multiple times, to describe Caleb, his father, the team, quote-unquote, behind the quarterback, is everything they do is calculated. And he goes into reasoning about why that is. Calculated on the surface sounds like, you know, and it's got negative connotation, but it it points to, I think, the, the reason people think this guy is entitled, that he might be difficult to deal with, that he's been insulated, he might be immature, is because there's labels that aren't explained. So when Colin Coward or anybody else for that matter, goes on and says he doesn't want to go to Chicago, where are you getting that information from? Like, that's the problem. If you have that reporting, stand by it and and say that a source told you that. But otherwise, you're just perpetuating a narrative about a guy that's frankly unfair.
0: I, you know what it is, Courtney, is, is just Colin Cowherd kind of blowing up an opinion versus fact. You know, it's one thing for his platform to say, you know, I don't think Caleb Williams wants to go to Chicago because I think Justin Fields is better in that spot. Because we hear this from calls all the time. Just build around Justin Fields and the Bears will be fine. If that's his opinion, that's fine. But when you have Colin Cowherd over the years that considers himself a USC insider, and he's done that for okay. years, and then kind of put it out there like for sure Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to Chicago, that could be dangerous. Uh, as far as negotiations. The Bears are going to do whatever they're going to do, but already we had calls saying, did you hear what Collins said? He doesn't want to be here, and that becomes a um, fact for some people.
3: People run with it, yeah. and that's the problem. When he's talking about like anybody with a brain can figure out, oh, look, Washington, they have the number two overall pick. Caleb Williams is from the DMV area. That would be a much better fit for him, and the fact uh, the, that the Bears have never developed a franchise quarterback that they've drafted, all of those things are dots you can connect but until we hear caleb williams at the combine which he'll have to address all of this i promise you that friday i think it's like four weeks from today when we'll all be at his podium in the morning all of these questions are going to get asked and it'll be the first time you hear from the horse's mouth more or less say whether that's true whether it is there's any sort of truth to it or whether it's just rumor and in the end he doesn't really have a choice the bears if they choose to go get caleb williams with the number one overall pick, you know, it is so few and far between that we have the Eli Manning situation and that happened obviously for a number of different reasons, but there's, like they got away with it for a number of different reasons just because, you know, that's the first family of the NFL more or less. And I think that I don't think Caleb Williams would have that sort of pull and power, but the bears don't want to disrupt the culture that they're building here. They have to factor that in too. So whether they find out that some of this stuff is rooted in truth and if they're like, well, we're going to draft him anyways, then that's the consequence you'd pay knowing that information, knowing that you send private investigators. They've got scouts everywhere. Like they have more eyes on these prospects than people you know, realize. And if they do all of their due diligence and decide that Caleb Williams is the person that they're going to pick, then something along the way, you've got to trust that something told them that all of the rumors about him not wanting to come to Chicago will probably fall.
1: And in the end, if he doesn't want to come to Chicago, if I'm the owner and he's the guy, guess what? Caleb, we're picking you. If you don't want to be a bear and you want to sit out for a year, okay, good luck to you. But we are drafting you. If I, if I, if my homework tells me he's the best. Now I want to ask you something else. At number nine, as you look at this draft class... Is it better to sign Calvin Ridley as a free agent or potentially T. Higgins if he doesn't get tagged as a free agent? Or if there's a receiver there, take that. What would you do?
3: I think we went over this exercise like a couple weeks ago, just looking at one and nine and what makes sense. Like Their two biggest needs in free agency or the draft, arguably right now, wide receiver and defensive end. So could you get Dallas Turner from Alabama there? Potentially. I know I've seen him in a couple different mock drafts, but Anybody who thinks that Marvin Harrison if the Bears I, I just I, unless the Bears trade back from number one and go as low as four, I don't Harrison's not gonna be there. So that could be a Roma dunze. That could be another big body threat that you have on the outside. And I like the one thing about this free agent receiver class that's different than in years past is the name. I mean, you've got Mike Evans but likely to hit free agency, T. Higgins is up there, Michael Pittman Junior, Calvin Ridley, like The reason that it worked with D.J. Moore and why he was such a pivotal piece of that trade package last year is because of the experience. Ryan Poles wanted to bring in a polished veteran receiver who was at the top of his game to help Justin Fields along in year three. And that might not have happened had they used, you know, a high draft pick on a receiver, what have you. It's It's more... You know, relying on veteran experience oftentimes works. It worked with Montez Sweat. It worked with DJ Moore to upgrade various units of this team. I think they definitely kick the tires on a couple of these free agents. They've got the the financial wherewithal to do it. And you know, someone like Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, it, it, the product of a quarterback carousel in his own right, Indianapolis. If he gets some stability in a place like Chicago, what does his career become? I mean, that could be a great duo for the Bears if they decide they want to go the route of the free agent wide receiver this year um, instead of like last year when the class just wasn't that great.
0: More with Courtney Cronin as there's a coaching change in the NFC. We'll talk to her about that and more as we move forward here with Courtney Cronin, Cap and J Hood, on Chicago's Home for
3: Sports. Good morning. Glad you're long for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello, Chicago. Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. Courtney Cronin.
0: Courtney Cronin with us here every Friday on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Courtney, we saw that the Commanders made their hire of Dan Quinn. How big of a hole does Quinn have to dig himself out of here with this Commanders team? We know that Revere did the best job he could, but now Quinn has another bite of the apple.
3: It's a great situation. I'll give him that. I mean, I don't think this is going to make Commanders fans thrilled when you heard the names Bobby Slowick and Ben Johnson and you know they went through the interview process and then it sounds like according to Adam Schefter that Ben Johnson's asking price might have been a little too high even for a new owner like Josh Harris but you know number two overall pick nearly 84 million dollars in cap space a clean slate from the past where you can finally move in the right direction it's a great job but you now, for someone like Dan Quinn who got passed over for the Seattle job and Seattle did go with another defensive guy, I would have some pause there. I mean, this is the same coach who gave up a twenty three twenty eight three lead in the Super Bowl. They, you know, got forty eight points hung on them by Green Bay a couple of weeks ago in the wild card round. Like it's he's a good coach. He's got a good reputation, but this isn't the home run hire that I think we were all expecting it would be with them going in the offensive direction too for their head coach.
1: Somebody who would know told me that Ben Johnson is a terrible interview. Terrible. They said this is from multiple people that have interviewed him. They went he may be a really, you know, a wizard offensively. They just have real concerns when they sit down and talk with him a B, he was way overpriced for a guy who's never accomplished anything in the NFL as a head coach.
3: Well, the asking price for coaches, so we heard what Jim Harbaugh just got reported, 16. It about like 16, $15, $16 million. Like, obviously, he's won at Michigan. He's won in the NFL. All of that heightens the price for everyone else in the league. Whether you know, It's one of 32 jobs. That's why I don't buy the idea that, Bobby Slowick really wants to see through what he's doing in Houston. And the same with Ben Johnson in Detroit. If you have a chance to be one of 32 head coaches, and you may never get that chance again, you take it. But if the asking price, if they were trying to lowball him because he doesn't have head coach experience, then that might be something they regret at the end of the day. uh, If Dan Quinn doesn't take this team, the direction they want to go in. But I do want to say this on Bill Belichick, because we haven't, you know, he's not. He's not part of this head coaching cycle. He didn't land a gig, and everyone's asking, "Well, how can the greatest coach maybe ever be left out when he just you know parted ways mutually with the Patriots and said he still wants to coach?" The situation in Washington, Ron Rivera had a lot of say in personnel. Um, Dan Quinn's not going to. Like, they have a different structure. Or, like, I don't know how many people could have named the old general manager of the Washington Command. Martin Mayhew. Office. Yeah, well, you get it, Cap. as you're a football guy. But, like, that doesn't roll off the tongue for most people because of the way that their front office was structured and how much power coaches had over personnel. That's a direction they're not going this time around with Adam Peters coming in from San Francisco to take on that GM job. And more teams around the league, whether it was Atlanta and reading some of the comments from Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, or whether it was Washington, I don't think teams wanted to blow up their structure to bring Bill Belichick in, knowing that a zebra doesn't change his stripes. He's not just going to focus on the X's and O's when he's had personnel control of an organization for nearly 25, 30 years. It would not have been as easy of a fit as, as it would seem on, on the surface of the greatest coach ever is available, go get him. There's there's way more layers to it than that.
1: All right, before we let you go, last year Albert Breer tweeted on February 1st, Bears are all in on Justin Fields. Now it's February the 2nd, and we are not hearing Bears are locked in on Justin. When do you think, not what the decision, we, we've talked about that, when do you think we start to get more clarity what he's going to do
3: so if i'm going back to the timeline for the combine the monday that we were all going down to indy is when the bears leaked that the pick was open for they were open for business
0: mm-hmm.
3: T- tuesday we talked to polls the following friday after the combine is when they traded the pick the to carolina yeah so i would think I think that's still too early this year. Like, he said that when I asked him about it at the season ending press conference, he said he wants to take it up to April. I don't think he'll take it up to the draft. I would imagine by the end of March, if they're going to trade the pick, it will probably be done sometime around owners' meetings. It just feels because that's like if you look at the San Francisco trade and the Eagles and the Saints in the last couple of years on the draft order significantly changed. It was actually like the week after free agency that those moves happened in 2021. So I think that probably falls in line for what the Bears could do, but who knows? Dangerous. If Cole get any offers he wants, he might wait. Be
1: dangerous because free agency quarterbacks start going off the boards, and those are teams that might have been willing to trade for Justin.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's something they have to consider. And if they get an offer, they don't want to shortchange their offer thinking if you wait a couple weeks, it might be higher. So, Depending on where a bunch of these quarterbacks either get traded to or, you know, those who are free agents end up signing, that could dictate their timeline uh, in what comes out like a week or two after free agency.
0: As always, Courtney, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show.
3: Thanks, guys. Take care. This
0: uh Courtney Cronin with us. and in Hotline.
3: Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom.
0: Thank God. Don't worry, call the car at Coming up next, big names didn't get jobs in the head coaching search. We'll discuss that and more in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.